1: Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Undying Light listeners. Thank you for tuning in yet again to another brand new episode. Uh, We are continuing our series in the book of Ecclesiastes. This week, we are going to take a stab at finishing out this book. So we will do chapters 10, 11, and 12. I was just doing some kind of looking before. Uh, There's about 43 verses we're going to work through. So we will uh, work through those and conclude this little segment of uh, Ecclesiastes today. And then next week, uh, we will continue on with one of the other wisdom books. I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to go to Proverbs and then Job and then Psalms or Job, Proverbs, Psalms, Psalms, whatever. I I haven't figured it out yet, but it's coming. One of those three will be next week. I'll make some announcements probably over the weekend and hopes that uh, people can get a little bit Uh, excited over what we're doing those books won't be verse by verse chapter by chapter uh, because they are longer in their uh, structure Uh, I don't want to spend that much time with books that are about 10 or 12 chapters or so uh, that we can work through it in a number of episodes Uh, you know especially when we can do two chapters an episode we can work through that stuff relatively quick now we did take the time and work through revelation Uh, and every verse in that, but that was a part of a big series drawing the conclusion to eschatology. Uh, Going forward, what we want to do is hit the high-level points and ensure that everything that we work through is still uh, presented in the proper light that the Bible teaches. We don't want to, you know, this isn't an extensive dive either, as I've mentioned numerous times on the show. None of these episodes are, you know, exhausting the scripture. They're still You know years of cultivating that can be done on these books and these chapters and these verses so i always encourage you go back and listen to these episodes get some commentaries get a good couple study bibles and i say couple because you can get a esv study bible the lutheran study bible the reformation study bible uh, the macarthur study bible and you can get different perspectives on on what the verses mean and you can get different insights and sometimes Uh, One of the study Bibles may answer a question about a verse that the others don't. So having those in your arsenal is crucial on top of commentaries and such that will walk you through on a much deeper dive into the background and the context and the purpose and meaning behind it. So never, never hesitate to get yourself any of that. And you know, the beautiful thing with all of that is you can put all of that stuff, all of those books into one beautiful, cohesive software. And that's Logos Bible software. It's what I use when I do these shows. I literally right now have my study Bibles open. uh, I have my Bible open on the screen. I have commentary notes and I have uh, for the next episode, I'll be recording for um, the Lutheran series. I have my Book of Concord tab on here as well. I can take logos with me anywhere. So I have it on my phone. I can quickly reference verses and look and see and answer questions as I'm on the go. And I don't have to worry about being in my office or grabbing something physical. I have uh, uh, most of my library already here in digital format. So you can go to logos.com forward slash undying light and check out uh, your savings and get yourself some free books by signing up. That is Uh, The big spiel, because, I mean, I love Logos. I've been using it for a number of years now. You can get a a full review on our website, undyinglight.org, and dive into Logos 9 and get some uh, insights and perspectives that I have shared as well there. Uh, The website is currently uh, in the process of kind of being rebirthed again. I'm working on trying to draw uh, some blog articles and get those in a routine where I'm processing those weekly. Uh, for your listening ears or reading eyes, I guess I should say. Uh, as well as every so often, I will periodically update the website to have all of the podcast episodes for A Matter of Truth and Undying Light. So we've got both of those shows linked there. Uh, and I, you know, like they might be a week or two behind, but I try to get in every so often and update because, you know, I'm producing two episodes a week on this. And then Anthony and I do another episode on A Matter of Truth every so often. So, uh, time in life just gets in the way, but they're there. And you can also obviously listen to this show on any platform, especially what you're listening to it now. So I'm just rambling off into the woods. Um, if you want the commercial free edition to this episode, you can join us on Patreon and get that, as well as the early uh, release of the episode. You can dig into the uh, show you know, multiple days ahead of time. For instance, it's Tuesday that I'm recording this. Normally I do it on Mondays, but it was Valentine's Day yesterday. So I spent the day with the family and ran some errands and had a lovely evening with my wife. Now I'm digging into the work, producing some podcast episodes for Friday's show and next Tuesday. So you'll have both of those early uh, in your hands on top of sermon notes that I produce on top of questions and and videos and behind the scenes, exclusive content. Uh, I moved the the heresy series off of Instagram and Facebook and just solely put it on our discord server. You'll have access to that. Uh, And then you don't have to pay for any particular tiers. You can do the full year up front and you'll get a great discount. I think it's like 10 bucks and you get the whole year. So 12 months of access for $10 and some change and you I I pray you wouldn't be disappointed. There's a lot of content we produce and a lot of information, and I pray that you would be considering coming into this family of ours and joining us. So that's that as well. Um, you know, I've always been a big proponent of the patron, not because of the money, but because of the community aspect that we have built and cultivated here at Undyne Light. I am so blessed to have all 52 of my patrons. Uh, They come from all different walks of life. They're not Lutheran. They're not all Lutheran. They're not all Baptist. They're not all Calvinist. So we have all sorts of different uh, people with various beliefs, and it has been a tremendous blessing to have wonderful conversations with them. So that is the spiels. Uh, We got a lot of content ahead of us. Um, I am going to make sure I got a little scrap paper here in front of me. I'm going to pencil in my break time. And as uh, I got a f- person in church. He knows who he is. Uh, we we talk about the show often. He listens. He's an avid listener. And uh, I'm going to put the minute break in where I pause. And then we'll uh, make sure that I actually go and actually apply that timestamp correctly before we publish the show. And, and my apologies for previous episodes because this is something new to me with the commercials and the ads. And I'm trying to find the right way to do this. And so this, I hope, will work at least to uh, kind of get me into a routine where I know, boom, this minute all the time. And I try to break it about the 18 to 20 minute mark. It's about halfway through the show, usually, because uh, even though I try to do these shows in about 30 minutes, they get tend to go a little long as my opening dialogue here has taken me now eight minutes. So... Without further ado, let's get into chapter 10. We've got um, 20 verses here in this little section. Uh, It's titled Wisdom Better Than Folly. This actually is going back to chapter nine, starting in verse 11. So this theme will continue on. But uh, Solomon kind of transitions a little bit here. And he is going after some uh, interesting dialogue. Uh, and then the ch- pace changes in chapter 11. So let's get into chapter 10, verse 1. Here we go. Dead flies make the perfumer's ointment give off a stench. So a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. A wise man's heart inclines him to the right, but a he fool's heart to the left. Even when the fool walks on the road, he lacks sense. And if he says to everyone that he is a fool, if the anger of the ruler rises against you, do not leave your place, for calmness will lay great offenses to rest. There is an evil that I have seen under the sun, as, as it were an error proceeding from the ruler. Folly is set in many high places, and the rich sit in a low place. I have seen slaves on horses and princes walking on the ground like slaves. He who digs a pit will fall into it, and a serpent will bite him who breaks through a wall. He he who quarrels stones is hurt by them, and he who splits logs is endangered by them. If the iron is blunt, one does not sharpen the edge. He must use more strength, but wisdom helps one to succeed. If the serpent bites before it is charmed, there is no advantage to the charmer. The words of the wise man's mouth win him no favor, but the lips of the fool consume him. The beginning of the words of the mouth is foolishness, and the end of his talk is evil madness. A fool multiplies words, even though er, though no man knows what is to be and who can tell him that uh, what will be after him, the toil of a fool wearies him, for he does not know the way to the city. Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child and your princess's feast, In the morning, happy are you, O land, when your king is the son of the nobility and your princes feast at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. Through the sloth of the roof sinks in, and through the indolence of the house leaks. Bread is made for laughter and wine gladdens life, and money answers everything. Even in your thoughts, do not curse the king, nor in your bedroom curse the rich for a bird in the air will carry your voice or some winged creature tell the manner. All right, that wraps up chapter 10. Uh, Let's dig into some of the commentary notes I have here for you. Uh Kind of some interesting perspectives that Solomon is taking right off the bat. He opens with these dead flies uh, making a stench. Uh, dead flies would be, uh would make sacred oil unfit for temple use and, uh, uh, this is, again, being thrown back to chapter 9, verse 18. But this, you know, when when the reason they put the ointment on is to keep the stench of the body. And they were, uh, you can almost say superstitious in this. But uh, they had such a fear of dead bodies, uh, you know, like animal carcasses and stuff that if you read through the Torah, in the Old Testament, you will see how much of a separation that they put between essentially, you know, touching a, a carcass or, or even a dead person, and um, unless you were ceremonially blessed and properly trained to handle such things, uh, which only the priests were, and so that's why this kind of mark here, uh, in verse one, sets off is that these dead flies, if they Were to enter into the ointment that they would use uh, for various reasons in the temple, whether it was for perfumes or to burn or to anoint the dead, uh, it would be declared unfit for use. Uh, Right and left here in verses 2, terms of good versus evil, uh, honesty versus deception and lying. Um, in latin the sinister means left the right hand uh, right hand side is also a position of honor prestige or power for a ruler uh, and we talk about that elsewhere in various shows most le- most of it was included in the eschatology series where we see christ sitting on the right hand of god evil goes along with the folly it arises out of the heart um, walks on the road even in simple things it is possible for one to be foolish in verse four do not flee or quit which would imply guilt being rich and being wise are often paired and should further result in positions of honor prestige and responsibility the author is is offended by a reversal of fortune horses were used by those with power and authority especially for war here people would make better princes and lead are often and leaders are often the ones oppressed by those less capable, less honorable, or less noble. Such false princes often obtain their position in ways deserving punishment. Verses eight through ten: This dangerous activities that demand wisdom in order to avoid injury or death. Uh, the serpent in the wall. Walls often had hollow spaces and good in, uh, habitat for snakes. Interesting. I didn't really know that. Um go let's look at verse uh eight and ten here. Eight, who digs a pit and falls into it, the serpent will bite him who breaks through a wall. It's not saying that you dig a pit, the snake's gonna be underground and breaking through. I mean, that's kind of what it reads through in the in the you know, first glance. It seems like you dug a hole in the ground and all of a sudden a snake is breaking through the wall and the in that pit and biting you. But this also can look at uh, the temple builds and the housing that were used that snakes would inhabit these types of uh, pits, if you would, small caverns in the ground. Uh, I mean, that's pretty common. Even today, you'll see snakes making their nest, you know, in underground, but they're not going to be, you know, like moles and kind of digging through the ground. But they essentially find sheltered places. And uh, that's kind of what this verse is pointing to when it comes to understanding that little segment Uh, verse 10 wisdom is compared to a sharpened axe which will work better with less effort the wise person will use wisdom to diminish the danger of hazardous occupations as well as overall hazards of life moving on to verse 11 the inattentive snake charmers who allow themselves to be bitten are often seen as foolish they receive no sympathy and surely no money for their performance. Verse 12, the words used here primarily means the sharing of wisdom with others' words make it clear when someone is foolish. Folly rooted in rejection of God's wisdom is not neutral. It shows itself to be evil. The fool finds even the most obvious and well-known things difficult and therefore tiring. And verses 16 through 17 here, the feast in the morning in Israel, the proper time for feasting was later in the day to sustain one's strength for labor. Such feasting did not include alcoholic beverages. And uh, the child is a king, a child ruler or ruler acting childishly. Such rulers seek to satisfy their own needs before attending to the needs of the people. This is not the poor and wise youth back in chapter 4 verse 13. So let's uh, go ahead and summarize chapter 10 for us and then uh, we will take a break for a couple seconds. Uh, The twists and turns of life often tempt one to be foolish because wisdom does not always quickly gain respect or results. Still it is better and possible to follow the course of God's wisdom. No matter how much foolishness may control every level of society and life, we are to avoid it because God encourages us to wisdom. We may expect something more in the outcome of our life than just death. He promises everlasting life in Christ, our wisdom. Remember, that goes back to verse 11 in chapter 9, so that encompasses this big, broader view of uh, how the sections are kind of separated. Again, if you this is reading an ESV Bible, so they have a little bit different uh, points of break than some other uh, Bibles do, which is totally fine. Uh, It just is the way it is. So we're going to take a break here, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and mark my seconds down, and we will be back in just a moment. All right, we are back. I hope I remember to put that minute break in and it just doesn't stick <laughs> randomly. All right, let's get into verse uh, chapter 11. There's just 10 verses here, so we'll quickly move through this before we conclude with chapter 12 and then wrap up Ecclesiastes. Uh, this section begins a new train of thought, and he uh, the title is Cast Your Bread Upon the Water. So verse 1, cast your bread upon the waters for you will find it after many days. Give a portion to seven or even to eight, for if you know not what disaster may happen on earth, if the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth, and if the the tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it will lay. He who observes the wind will not sow, but he who regards the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the way the Spirit comes, to the bones in the womb, or a woman with her child, so you do not know the work of God who makes everything. In the morning you saw, you sow your seed, and at evening everything not with, without withhold your hand, for you do not know which will prosper, this or that, or whether both alike will be good. Light is sweet, and it is pleasant to the eyes to see the sun. So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in all of them. But let him remember that the days of darkness will be many, and all that comes is vanity. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you on in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes, but know that all of these things God will bring you into judgment. Remove vexation from your heart and put away pain from your body, for youth and the dawn of life are vanity. All right, that closes chapter 11 out. Let's dig into some of the uh, commentary that I have here. We'll move pretty quick. Verse one, do not overly cautious due uh, due to arbitrary or unexpected outcomes in life. This passage describes sending ships to sea with trade goods and waiting to realize a profit. Uh, Verse two encourages helping those in need, which realizes a greater profit. Sending encouragement to the generous, not keeping track of how many people you help. Be generous while you still have a means to do so. There will always be some uncertainty about whether the time is right. Therefore, planting and plowing and reaping will will be put off to a better time. I want to pause here really, really quick as we before we get into the latter half of chapter 11. There's only, like I said, 10 verses, so we're going to move into verse 5 here in a second this, these, these first couple of verses, it is better for us to help other people when we have the means to do so. If we are prosperous, then we should use that prosperity and help other people who are less fortunate. We also need to understand too, that that comes in many different ways. It's not just in the prosperity of money, but in our time and our efforts, our skills, we can help those who truly do honestly need it. So if you have the means to do so, then I encourage you to allow God to use your gifts in the manner that you uh, are able to. Um, Moving on to verse five here, the spirit comes to the bone. Scientific understanding of how conception occurs may reduce the impact of this comparison. Yet conception and life remain mysteries. How does God make us something radically different from an animal? This is a great question posed because it helps us to say, well, you know, in, in the philosophical circles or, or even the scientific communities, it's we can uh, we, we can understand our mortality. And and in that we would say, you know, we can logically explain that life is brief and we will die because we can remember the past and we can articulate, you know, what we could protrude into the future, even though we don't know the future. Essentially, I was reading this in a wonderful book that uh, Chad Bird uh, wrote. It's called The Christ Key. And he opens with this kind of thought of traveling to Bethlehem from the Garden of Eden. And he makes this analogy that we are essentially walking through time backwards because we can't see what tomorrow will bring. All we can do is anticipate tomorrow based upon what we've seen in the past. And I think this is a great analogy because we we can assert ourselves as different you know, than an animal, but Solomon makes this statement all throughout this book very clear that the equivalence to our life is essentially the same. We will all die and our bodies will rot. That is the same for animals, for plants, and for humans. The major difference is humans are redeemed because we have a spirit and we have the ability to believe in Jesus Christ, the God who created all things. That is uh, the major, major difference. Uh, Verses uh, eight here, let's see, uh, days of darkness. Um, This is actually going to be something we will look at when we get into Job a little bit. Um, The light of life comes to an end in death. Looking at those who have gone before us hundreds or thousands of years ago, we uh, see that it may be a long time before the light goes out in our life and when we see new light of the resurrection enjoy life make something of it while you can and not after it's gone. This is another you know example and demonstration that um, asserts itself with the fact that our life is short we don't pre- we can't predict tomorrow we can't anticipate. Uh, you know, the time that God will call us home. All we can do is be faithful to His command and move forward each day in service to our neighbors, loving our neighbors and loving God. Verse nine: The uh, pursue life as you perceive it and understand it. Yet know that you will make mistakes and face judgment. We are accountable before God for all we do. Uh, obviously, this is a statement made in the Old Testament. We know that today we can look back with the lens of Christ being our ultimate uh, advocate. So we have somebody standing in the place for our judgment, but that doesn't remove the consequences of our actions here on earth. If we commit adultery, then we would expect the consequences of that to cascade down into divorce potentially, or counseling, uh, distrust. Anger, resentment, all sorts of emotions and consequences we will face, Uh, and this is a sin that can be applied to anything. You can lie, get caught, and lose your job, lose your family, lose your you know livelihood, whatever it may be, over a simple lie. There's so many things, and um, it's wonderful to know that even when we make the biggest and absolute most crushing uh, decisions and mistakes in life that even though we face horrible consequences here, we can turn to Christ for full forgiveness. The only sin that's not forgivable is disbelief. All right, so summarizing chapter 11, we know what may come, and we will never know everything we want to. We take advantage of our opportunities, especially to help others. We understand as we conduct our lives that God will have the final say. His word to us in Christ is joy, light, and peace. His daily does, He daily does good and has prepared a joyous future for us in Christ. All right, let's wrap it out here. The final 14 verses. Ah, oh, there is 14 here. My, I was thinking it was 43, but it is 44. So not uh, the end of the world, right? Uh, 20, 30, 40 nope 54 boy i can't count <laughs> it's been one of those weeks uh so 54 verses but we'll make it through cuz chapter 11 was pretty short and i want to make sure we wrap this and move on to our next little book uh remember your creator in your youth remember also your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come and the years draw uh, draw near which you will say I have no pleasure in them. Before the sun and before the light and the moon and the stars are darkened and the clouds return after the rain and the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men are bent and the grinders cease because they are few and those who look through the windows are dimmed and the doors on the street are shut when the sound of the grinding is low one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of song are brought low. They are off, They are afraid also of what is high, and terrors are in the way. The almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper digs itself along, and desire fails, because man is going to his eternal home. And the mourners go out into the streets before the silver cord is snapped, or the golden bowl is broken, or a pitcher is shattered at the fountain or a wheel broken at the cistern and the dust returns to the earth as it was. And the spirit returns to God who gave it vanity of vanity says the preacher. All is vanity. Besides being wise. The preacher also taught. The people knowledge weighing in studying and arranging many proverbs with great care. The preacher sought to find words of delight, and uprightly he wrote words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads and, lo- and like uh, nails firmly fixed are collecting sayings. They are given by one shepherd. My son, be aware of anything beyond these, of making any books there is no end, and much study is wariness of the flesh." The end of the matter all has been heard fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man for God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. That is the last verse in chapter 12, which means it's the last verse in all of Ecclesiastes. So let's break it down and then we'll wrap the show uh the preacher verses two through seven uh give us a powerful and vivid image of old age and approaching death and arouse us from complacency or resignation due to our troubles. We are to address the matter early in life while we are able, so that failure does not sneak up on us. basically, what he's saying here in these first seven verses is do not be complacent, do not allow your life to just drift by without taking advantage of the gifts that God has given you. When you have the ability to help others, do so. When you have the ability to advance in your career, do so. When you have the ability to learn a new skill, do so. Don't allow your laziness and your complacency to overcome you. Get up early in the morning, study, read, invest in yourself, invest in your family, invest in your life. Do not allow time to slip through your hands. Uh, Verses 6 and 7 repeats this theme uh, back from verses 1 and 2. The cord, bowl, pitcher, and wheel, the placement of these four images suggests they represent life in some way. Their destruction implies the end of life. We are to remember our creator before all this happens. The silver cord and the golden bowl precious objects indicate how valuable life is. The pitcher and the wheel, practical objects, are needed daily. A clay pitcher was attached by a rope, which wrapped around a wheel making it easier to draw life-giving water. So let's summarize verses 1 through 8 and then we'll close it out here 9 through 14. The aches of old age make it difficult to envision anything hopeful and positive. Such bodily changes may overwhelm any joy we still have in life. Yet the same God who co-signed us to the grave because of sin has promised us that he Uh, That we will be rescued from the grave and his eternal judgment. Through hearing the word in our youth, he will prepare us. He promises to stay with us. And this is crucial because, you know, we, we, I I think there's a big divide in Christianity. And 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 I'm going to try to be very careful with this and I'll expound it deeper in the Lutheran series. There seems to be a divide in Christianity between when somebody is able to accept or hear the word of God. And, and, and and that's really kind of the premise, right? So there's some that say, well, they can't articulate or understand it until they're, you know, uh, six or eight or 10 years old. So we'll, we'll maybe sprinkle a little bit in there. And then when they start to be able to read on their own, we'll, we'll hammer them harder. Uh, I'm in the camp of, you know, the moment they're born, we start to sing and pray over them. We start to sing praises to God. We pray with them at night. Uh, We baptize our infants, and uh, I know that's going to get a lot of hate, but I don't care. But, you know, even like my three-year-old, she's going to be four in a couple months. Actually, uh, yeah, about two months from now, she'll be four. So she can recite to me the Lord's Prayer, and she's been able to do so for many months. And she's a very intelligent little lady, and she, she is very, very smart. And I feel that if my wife and I hadn't taken the opportunity to pray with her at night, Uh, Every night to pray before dinner and to show her the godly ways, then she wouldn't understand or be able to even recite that. She may not be able to articulate it yet, and that's totally fine. But there's no, there's no scripture that shows us that you have to articulate certain aspects like the Lord's Prayer or the Ten Commandments or the Apostles' Creed or anything like that. And we're going to dig into that deeper uh, when we get into the, uh, Lutheran series and big difference between Lutherans and reformed. And again, reformed, I'm not saying that they don't because traditionally the reformed did baptize infants and catechize their youth, but now a lot of churches are not even doing that. They might have, uh, children's ministries and youth ministries, but they're, they're watering down the gospel and making it, you know, they're, they're essentially pouring water when milk and meat should be given. Anyways, that's a rant. Let's get into the last few verses here. Chapter uh, chapter 12, verses 9 through 12, the preacher also taught, not necessarily in addition by a later editor to the book. The author also writes in third person elsewhere, arranging many proverbs. Another indication that the author is the uh, of this work is Solomon. Later, rabbis regarded Solomon as comparable to Moses in wisdom and philosophy. Uh, this advice from God may be like cattle prods. We are sluggish and resistant to the way God desires us, uh, desires for us, is indicated in Acts chapter two, verse thirty-seven and twenty-six, fourteen. His word is powerful to us, and moves us. Uh, the nails God's words fasten the loose parts of our lives together and make them solid. One good, uh, the one Shepherd God is the Shepherd of His people, and that's indicated all throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, these words of wisdom come from God alone verse 12, my son, possibly a personal note to the author's son, Rehoboam, uh, but also a general encouragement to any reader in this book. The relation between the teacher and the student may feel like a father and son. These sayings given by one shepherd, verse 11, should be our primary focus for anything else would be the words of a fool. The author has strongly claimed a divine assistance in what he has written. He now urges the reader to get warned. Uh, to get worn down investigating all other writings that claim to be helpful. Here's what Luther says. One king who is the shepherd has appointed wise men to acknowledge and approve books. These men, I say, recognize the Holy Spirit in this book and approve it for the people. In this way, the gospels were taken up and approved by the fathers. That is, the fathers themselves recognized the Holy Spirit. But one must not infer from this. Therefore, the church where the fathers are above the gospel, any more than it is valid to say, I recognize the true and loving living God and his word. Therefore, I am above God in his word. Just as one is not superior to a prince whom one acknowledges or to a parent whom one acknowledges. So it is here. These men do not teach uh, the shepherd, but they receive from the shepherd. Summarizing out chapter 12, one the one searching for meaning in life may have come to a conclusion offered here. To avoid a meaningless life, one needs the right relationship with God. Justification based on God's favor and reward and forward us on account of Christ has received through faith. God has given his word, and through it, we have the ability to know his commandments and promises. More importantly, we know him and how to avoid a meaningless life now and in eternity. That's going to wrap up the whole book of Ecclesiastes. And as I kind of said in the introductory and uh, the chapter one episode, the whole premise to this book is to demonstrate the black and whites of life. It's essentially white with light and filled with happiness and glory and joy and uh, blessings if you are a believer in Christ. That's not to say that your life is going to be just perfect and full of you know, amazing blessings, because we're not promised that. But what we get is the promise of salvation and eternal life, which far exceed any sort of earthly comforts or lifely comforts that we may encounter. We are gifted this by God and through his grace alone. The darkness, which is basically everything outside of God, it's life without God, it's You know, trudging through sin and darkness of life. And uh, as Solomon says, this is vanity. It's pointless. It's meaningless. It doesn't do anything. You're striving after the wind. You're trying to capture the wind, and you will never do so. Everything outside of God is pointless, meaningless, and has no value. So everything in God is wonderful and perfect and should continue to be used and demonstrated to all people. Everything outside of God should be pushed aside from our lives. All right, that's going to wrap up this uh, portion of the series. The least of these we will continue uh, with one of the wisdom books next week. And uh, as well as the Lutheran theology series that we're working through the Apology of the Augsburg right now, Uh, that's going to come up on Tuesday's episode. We'll begin that and then we will continue working through some of the major articles there and then we'll go into the commentaries on the Augsburg, and then we will move through the rest of the Book of Concord. We'll just touch lightly on. Luther's large and small catechism, and and, uh, we'll do an episode on the sacraments and all that. So that's all coming your way on Tuesdays. Uh, Friday's episodes are the least of these series, and we're working through uh, major uh, books that are uh, deep and often never talked about. So uh, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, uh, Esther. Those are the first three books that we've hit. We will continue with the wisdom books, even though wisdom is often used throughout preaching. You know, we, we say a Psalm every week, but I think it's just good to fit all five wisdom books into this little series as we touch base on all of them. So that's going to wrap the show for me this day, ladies and gentlemen, I pray you have a wonderful day. Uh, one quick side note, I am slowly breaking myself away from social media and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at a point where Instagram is just not a wonderful platform for me to utilize anymore. So I am encouraging you, if you enjoy this show, please share it on whatever platform you have. Share it with your friends, your family, your church. Uh, we, I need my listeners to be the people who carry this message forward. Uh, and, and I'll continue to share and post things on the show, but uh, I really encourage you, if you do value this show, please leave me a review, share it with your friends and family, church, and all sorts of people because I I really want to cultivate a deeper understanding of God's word and trying to expound it into a manner that is simple and understandable for you. So that is it. Thank you for tuning into this show. This is the end of Ecclesiastes. You guys have a wonderful week. God bless. We'll see you later.
1: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing
0: skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes while the Golden Globe Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.